0: This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. While new car sales took an alarming turn in Europe last month, car sales plunged 26% in January. According to the European Automobile Manufacturers Association, automakers sold just over 842,000 vehicles, the worst January on record. The drop was mostly due to coronavirus lockdowns and low inventory caused by the global semiconductor shortage. But we all know sales of EVs are soaring in Europe, so Ford is diving into the EV market there headfirst. It announced that by 2030, 100% of its passenger vehicle lineup will be all-electric, and it expects two-thirds of commercial vehicle sales to be BEVs or PHAVs by 2030. Ford will spend a billion dollars to retool its plant in Cologne, Germany, to build an all-new BEV starting in 2023, and it will be based on Volkswagen's MEB platform. But the commercial vehicles will sit on a platform developed by Ford. Is Mercedes-Benz ashamed of the EQC? Sure looks that way. In late 2019, Mercedes delayed the EV's release in the U.S., blaming a shortage of batteries. But it recently told Autoblog that, quote, following a comprehensive review of market developments, the EQC will not be offered in the United States for now. This news is kind of surprising. Mercedes previously detailed the three trim levels it planned to offer in the U.S. and even set a starting price of just under $69,000. And it projected an EPA-estimated range of around 220 miles making the EQC match up on paper nicely with other luxury EV crossovers like the Audi e-tron and Jaguar I-PACE. But maybe that's the problem. Audi only sold about 7,200 e-trons last year in the U.S., including the standard and sportback versions. Jaguar only sold about 1,650 I-Paces. Add in newer, cheaper EVs with more range than the EQC hitting the market, And we're guessing Mercedes did not want to be embarrassed with a technologically inferior slow-selling EV. Instead, it's counting on the EQS, which hits showrooms this fall. QuantumScape, the Silicon Valley startup developing solid-state batteries, announced a breakthrough yesterday. It developed a four-layer cell, which takes a big step forwards towards high-volume production. But don't expect these batteries anytime soon. Now it has to develop cells with about a dozen layers. In 2023, Volkswagen, which is QuantumScape's largest shareholder, hopes to start a pilot program with hundreds of test cars. But even if they work out perfectly, it will still take several more years to make solid state batteries in volume production. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. The world is changing at an ever increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. Front fascias that come to a point like a tiger shark's nose are all the rage in the automotive design community. You can find it on everything from a Tesla to a Ford, and now the refreshed Hyundai Kona as well. The grille shape was completely redesigned on ICE versions, while there's no traces left of a grille on the EV model. There's also a new N-line trim, which includes more body color on the front fascia, and sportier accents both inside and out. You may also notice in the styling department that the lighting assemblies incorporated into the fenders no longer protrude quite as far, and the lighting signature is a little more aggressive. The Kona still comes with a naturally aspirated 2-liter 4-cylinder engine and an optional 1.6-liter turbo, but it bumped the horsepower up on the latter from 175 to 195 horsepower. There's no changes to the EV setup, and range still comes in at 258 miles. A couple of other important updates include improvements to the vehicle's NVH, or noise-vibration harshness, as well as bigger screens and more safety features. The new Kona arrives in the U.S. this spring. Now let's shift over to the all-new Mitsubishi Outlander. The crossover now rides on a platform that was developed with its alliance partners Renault and Nissan. It's likely the one the Nissan Rogue and Sentra use because the Outlander comes with the same 181 horsepower two and a half liter engine as those vehicles. The setup, which includes a CVT and either two or all wheel drive, replaces the old V6 the Outlander used to come with. While exterior styling is quite expressive, to say the least, the interior seems to be going for a more upscale look. We like the layered dash, quilted seats and door panels, and the optional bright accents. The new Outlander goes on sale in the U.S. this April with a starting price of just under $27,000, including destination charges. Peugeot introduced an all-electric version of its small Rifter van called the E-Rifter. It has a range of 280 kilometers, or about 174 miles, based on the WLTP test cycle and it's available in two lengths with seating for up to 7 people. If it looks familiar, that's because it shares a platform and powertrain with the Citroen eBerlingo and Opel Combo e. Infinity announced pricing for its new QX55 crossover, which is the fastback version of the QX50. When it arrives at dealers this April in the US, it will carry a starting price of $47,525 including destination charges. The QX55 shares the same platform and 2-liter 4-cylinder powertrain as the QX50, but it comes standard with all-wheel drive. If you equipped a QX50 similarly, it would cost about $3,000 less. Kia is showing off its future design direction with an all-new sedan called the K8. This is basically the next-generation K7, aka the Cadenza, But since Kia went through its rebranding, it decided to give the sedan a new name. Note the shape of the grille, how it has no frame or border, and its diamond pattern, because those are the cues you're likely to see on other models. It's also the first Kia to feature the company's new logo. The K8 will launch later this year. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, Over the Air Engineering, Boost Your Game, Borg Warner, Propulsion Solutions that Support a Clean, Energy Efficient World, and by SAP Industry Cloud for Automotive. Skoda is coming out with a sportier version of the Enyak 4, which is the automaker's version of the Volkswagen ID4, the Sportline model, as it's called. Features lowered suspension, unique 20- or 21-inch wheels, body color rocker panels, and a number of gloss black accents. The interior has a few unique touches as well, like sporty seats, three-spoke steering wheel, and fake carbon fiber accents. The Sportline Enyaq 4 arrives in Europe later this year, and it's going to help the Volkswagen Group get even more economies of scale with its electric onslaught. Well, it looks like Tesla Model Ys will start running down the assembly lines in Berlin in October. That's according to Auto Forecast Solutions. Then in May of next year, AFS says Faraday Future will start building its big EV, the FF91, in Hanford, California, which is about halfway between L.A. and San Francisco. Speaking of EV startups... We're going to take a deep dive on Autoline After Hours into ELMS, or Electric Last Mile Solutions. That's the company that started out as SF Motors, then changed its name to Ceres, and it's now known as ELMS. It developed an electric delivery van that it will build at an assembly plant in Indiana that it bought from AM General. Jim Taylor is the CEO of the company, and he'll be joining us on Autoline After Hours tomorrow. So join John and Gary as they give you an insider's look into one of the latest startups that's about to enter the market. Well, it's barn find time. The pictures of this wreck come from Alejandro, whose friend spotted the car while on a hike in California's Bay Area. Well, crikey, it looks like this thing drove over a cliff. But the car has a number of distinguishing features. It's clearly a two-door convertible. The fenders are quite shapely with the headlamps incorporated on the front, an inline six-cylinder engine rests under the hood, and there's a unique design accent just behind the front tires. We nailed the last barn find with way less to go on, so I'm sure you can help Alejandro figure out what this thing is. Oh, and we hope those bullet holes came after the car was wrecked and not what caused it. But that wraps up today's report. Thank you for watching.